Welcome to How I Work, a show about the tactics used by leading innovators to get so much out of their day. I'm your host, Dr. Amantha Imba. I'm an organizational psychologist, the founder of innovation consultancy Inventium, and I'm obsessed with finding ways to optimize my workday. Before I get into today's mini episode, I have an exciting program launching on July 22, which you can be part of from wherever in the world you are listening to this podcast from. The program is our Workday Reinvention Program, which is a program I've been working on at Inventium for the last two years. It's a six-week program that reinvents the way you work. The program contains a whole bunch of science-backed ways to have a more productive, fulfilling and happier work life. And we've gotten some amazing results from the program so far. Not only have we increased people's productivity by around 17%, which is nearly one day per week worth of extra time, but we've also increased people's engagement, energy, job satisfaction, and even general well-being by up to 28%, and that's just within six weeks. If you're a listener of the show, you can go to bit.ly, so bit.ly forward slash how I work program and listeners of how I work can get a $100 discount on the cost of the program. Just enter the code how I work. That's just one word, how I work at checkout and get that discount. So the program starts on July 22. And if you're a listener of the show, I think that you'll absolutely love this program and get a stack of value from it. So go to bit.ly forward slash how I work program, or there's also a link to that in the show notes. Now on to today's mini episode. So when it comes to productivity advice, you might have heard people say, develop a morning ritual, eat that frog, don't check email until you've completed your most important task. Is your brain full of productivity advice yet you still find yourself procrastinating and failing to eat your daily dose of frog? Unfortunately, most productivity advice fails to consider something that underlines its effectiveness, which is your personal chronotype. Chronotype refers to your natural 24-hour sleep-wake cycle, which ultimately influences the peaks and troughs of your energy throughout the day. Around one in every seven people are what chronotype researchers call larks. A lark is a morning person. They wake naturally and early, generally before 6am. Larks literally bounce out of bed like a human tigger and can be deeply irritating if you don't happen to be running on the same chronotype. Now, at the other extreme are owls. Approximately one in every five people are owls. As the name suggests, owls come to life at night. They get their best work done in the evening through to the wee hours of the morning. And unfortunately, the way the work and education systems are structured puts owls at a distinct disadvantage. They are far from firing on all cylinders at 9am and really only start to come to life as everyone is going home for the day. And for the rest of us that are neither bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the morning or nor are we burning the candle well into the night, we are middle birds. Middle birds tend to follow the rhythms of a lark but just delayed by a couple of hours. So larks and middle birds experience peak cognitive alertness in the two hours after they are fully awake, which for most of us is between the hours of 9am to 12 noon. We then experience a dip after lunch and we have a second wind or a rebound in the late afternoon. Owls are pretty much the opposite. Now, if you're curious as to your chronotype, I'll put a link uh, in the show notes to a questionnaire 
that will help you figure it out. But here's the thing. The key to being productive throughout the day is designing your workday around your chronotype. Now, you might be familiar with best-selling author Dan Pink, who has been a guest on this show previously, which, again, I will link to in the show notes because it was a good chat. And when we spoke, he described to me about how his workday follows his chronotype. So Dan said to me that he realized when looking at some of this research around chronotypes that he should be doing his heads-down analytic writing work first thing in the morning. And in the morning. Uh, He actually decided to change his schedule so that on writing days, he will say set himself a word count of around 700 words. He won't bring his phone into the office with him. He won't open up email and he basically won't do anything until he's hit those 700 words, basically taking advantage of the fact that he does his best work in the morning. And then Dan uses the afternoons for responding to emails, checking social media and other less cognitively demanding tasks. So for you, here are three ways that you can start to align your workday to your chronotype. Firstly, schedule deep work at your peak. Now, in his book, Deep Work, Georgetown University professor Cal Newport writes about two modes that knowledge workers can be in. The first type of work is deep work, or first type of mode, if you like, which is defined as work that is cognitively demanding. To do it well, it requires focus and a lack of interruptions, ideally for at least an hour, if not several. In contrast to deep work is the second type of work, shallow work. Work that falls into this category includes checking emails and instant messenger, making phone calls and administrative work, basically anything that's non-cognitively demanding. The problem, though, with the way that most people structure their workday is that it tends to be random and sporadic. We flip mindlessly between shallow and deep work. So to turbocharge productivity, larks and middle birds need to schedule deep work for before lunch. And ideally during this time, notifications that lure us into shallow work really need to be switched off. Owls, in contrast, get their best deep work done at night, ironically, when most offices are closed. Now, the second thing that you should do to take advantage of your chronotype is schedule and ritualize deep work. So while the intent to engage in deep work when your energy is at its peak is fantastic, but if you work in a company where co-workers can control your diary, even the best of intentions can fall by the wayside. So rather than cross your fingers for a free morning or a free evening for hours, block deep work into your calendar. Deep work should be treated as a meeting with yourself. So at my innovation consultancy Inventium, which is populated mostly by larks and middle birds, the majority of the team have two to three hour meetings with themselves labelled as deep work almost every morning. Those times are respected by teammates and the majority of meetings, both internal and external, happen in the afternoon. Now, if you want to take things a step further, Cal Newport recommends developing deep work rituals. So when I interviewed Cal on How I Work a few months ago, he spoke about how he has different rituals for different types of deep work activities. So for example, he described when he's trying to solve a theoretical computer science proof, the rituals that he use almost always involve walking through various routes around his town. And In contrast, the majority of his writing work takes place at a custom-made table in his home office. Now, the third and final tip I have around working to your chronotype is to schedule shallow work for your dip. So when we hit our daily dip, which for all chronotypes tends to happen a bit after lunch, we often flounder around at work. We get stuck in our inbox or sit passively in meetings, feeling cognitively foggy. 
and we often beat ourselves up for not firing on all cylinders at this time of day. So instead of fighting against it, we need to proactively schedule shallow work for this time of day. The early afternoon is the perfect time to get stuck into your inbox and plough through emails. It's also a great time to check instant messenger or your Slack feed and return phone calls from the morning. By scheduling shallow work for your dip, the time will not be wasted, but instead you'll be able to align your least cognitively demanding work with when your brain needs to take it a little bit easier. So by aligning the structure of your workday to your chronotype, not only will you get more done, you'll get to the end of the day feeling far more energised because you will have matched your activities to your biological rhythms. And for that, your brain will be truly thankful. That is it for today's show. If you found it useful and like this idea of working to your chronotype, why not share this episode with someone else? It's been so lovely um, hearing about people who have heard about how I work from someone else that recommended the show. So please do that. And if you're enjoying how I work, why not leave a review in iTunes? Um, Brings a big smile to my face whenever I read a new review. So thank you for all those lovely review givers. So that's it for today and I'll see you next time.